the Defenders podcast, the fan podcast about the Marvel Netflix series. <laughs> I'm Claire. <laughs> I'm Tammy. <laughs> yep. We have no Canadians again this week. Those <laughs> sneaky Canadians have snuck away. Mel has returned to Kunlun and taken Matt with her, apparently. But we do have another returning co-host from <laughs> the deep distant mists of time. It's <laughs> from antiquity. It's Robin. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. I'll be your resident Canadian today. Oh, hey. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Where right. have you been, Robin? Where have you been? Oh, I can bring Jason Statham back if you want me to do that. <laughs> oh, please don't. Oh, okay. I still have nightmares about, about when there was rumours that he was going to play Daredevil. All right, like, I, I would have been bullseye. It would have been great. No, oh, I wake up in a cold sweat. Like, oh, oh Jason Statham was Daredevil. No. <laughs> uh, what was the hey, question? Hey, Robin, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Where have you been? Like, Mel's been in Kunlun. Where have you been? Yeah, uh, definitely haven't been in Kunlun. Uh, well, last time I got, uh, I, I was put into a, uh, a some sort of sarcophagus and dropped. Oh yeah, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. I've been brewing. You've been at the mid, the, the bottom of uh, Midland, uh, Midland Circle. So yeah, they just. Uh, I'm guessing you've been doing a Harold Meacham. Yeah. yeah. And then, like Harold Meacham, uh, we're covering this episode. This uh, this weekend uh, will be released this weekend, and like Harold Mitchum and Jesus, you have risen this weekend, this Easter weekend. Yeah, like <laughs> Hamilton, rise up. Oh, Hamilton, Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and sell my kidneys so I can get a ticket when it opens in London. <laughs> anyway, to be coming here in like two years. Yeah, I hear it's coming here like <laughs> next year. It's like okay. I think yeah. it's like already sold out in, you know, London forever. But, you know, <laughs> I, I have to make do these days with going and seeing like filmed versions of theatre productions because yeah. the actual theatre is way too expensive. Exactly. Uh, Robin, I have to ask, have you are you watching along with us or um, have you snuck ahead now that you can because there are no rules? Well, that's the thing. That's what I've been doing. You know, I did that with Luke Cage and I, you know, I did that. Uh, I'm doing that this this year with Iron Fist. It's like I'm, you know, rationing it one by one. So I'm current with you. And then after the fourth episode, I'm just going to go wild and binge this because, boy, this is dragging and we need to move this along. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that's what a lot of um, the I mean, I've mentioned on the podcast before, like a lot of the critics said, like these the first six episodes um, drag and get a while started. And a, lot, a similar thing was said about Luke Cage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but they uh, seem to like episode six. So oh, that's good. I'll jump to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's different from uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage started off strong and I didn't feel it ended well. So I don't know. I have to see. I have I have mixed feelings about this. Obviously, this show, it means they but... need to team up and have their own show together, and that'll be perfect. Oh, oh. oh yeah! I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> I, I just need I need Misty Knight and Clean Wing fighting side by side. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's all I want. I pray to Santa every night. Just bring me that, please, Santa. Please. <laughs> I'm, I'm already like, can't they just have their own show? Can't those two characters? Just have their own show. Come on, they're exactly. girls. That's <laughs> true. Show. Rather than having like an Iron Fist season two and a Luke Cage season two, <laughs> yeah. have a Heroes for Hire Please. And, yes. a, and a Daughters of the Dragon. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, so good. 
Or just anyway. have them all like running out of the same office, so you get like an episode with the Luke and their, Danny, and their then... goddamn long hair will just get in the way. Uh. <laughs> that's that's why they can't have a show. Their own. <laughs> girls can't have shows. Ooh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so anyway, there's a little bit of news this week. There's not that much. Um, there is, well, basically, I mean, the only bit is that there were some coded descriptions released about the um, some of the character breakdowns for the second season of Jessica Jones. So they've sort of re- revealed this, and this is from comicbookmovies.com, but I think they reported it as well on MCU Exchange. And it says that obviously we know they they kind of conceal the the true names of the characters behind code names, um, but they usually use the real first letter of the character's name. And there's uh, some guesses about who these characters could be by the guys over at that hashtag show, who I think are the ones that originated this. So here are the descriptions. And I'm going to give these to you because there's no spoilers because we don't know who these guys are. So the first one is Dr. Kirby, um, in 60s, male, open ethnicity, scientist and free thinker, series regular, one year deal. Then there is Presley. Late 30s, male, African-American, intelligent, driven, self-assured, fractional, series regular. Then there is Oliver, 34 to 38, male, Latino, artistic, paternal, smart, scruffy, and hip, series regular. (laughs) I like his hip. I I like that he's small and scruffy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he's smart and scruffy, not small and scruffy. Smart and, okay, I know small, I was like, is he? A guy guy like me trying to... Looking at these for auditions, I mean, like, well, I'm not hip. I can't do that one. Uh. <laughs> and then the last one is Ingrid, early, early mid 30s, uh, five foot eight, five foot 11, female, dark hair, attractive and edgy, has a history of living on the streets, educated as a nurse, but streetwise. She is attracted to men and women. <gasps> Series regular. Well, I could play that, except I don't have dark hair, but I am attractive and edgy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. So some of the speculation says that they think that Dr. Kirby might be the villainous Dr. Carl Malus, who may be responsible for developing the serum that gave Jessica her powers. Uh, Presley could wind up being womanizing mercenary Paladin, who's a character from the comics I'd like to see turn up. Some people reckon that Oliver is actually Otis Johnson because he is tied to Misty Knight and Colleen Wing in the comics. Hmm. And that they reckon, this is most exciting, um that they reckon Ingrid could either be Ian Sue, who is a bisexual character that was recently introduced in the pages of Hellcat, which of course is Patsy Walker, or, and I don't know why they think this, but this would be amazing, or it could be Typhoid Mary, who I love. And I might die of happiness. If that they didn't happens, call you for that role. I don't understand. Uh, well, they, they saw my co- my costume. Actually, I have two costumes of Typhoid <laughs> Mary that I've worn to Comic-Con, and they thought, well... I mean, she looks too good. I mean, you know, this yeah. character this character has a history of living on the streets and, you know, yeah. I mean, Claire's she looks costumes like are she too good. Showers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that is your news for this week, guys. I thought you would like to hear those. Excellent. Um, yeah. Uh, the other bit of news is Joe Casada has officially unveiled the rap poster for the defenders that he did for the cast and crew. It was um, leaked a while back by I think someone from craft services, naughty craft services. 
but he's <laughs> now he's now like officially unveiled it, and it's pretty it's pretty cool. And I'll post it in the uh, uh, on the page, and it's got our four defenders, and then a big Sigourney Weaver head, and then who I think is I thought was Electra, but now I'm thinking is Colleen Wing. I can't tell. There's like a, a female hooded figure as well. It's a pretty cool poster. Okay, so now it is time for some details about this episode. This week we are covering uh, Iron Fist episode four, uh, season one, eight diagram. And I've I've not written it down again. What was it called? Eight diagram. Dragon palm. Dragon palm exploding heart technique. Yes, eight diagram dragon palm. Um, I, I don't know what that's in reference to in the episode, guys. If you guys know or have any theories, let me know because I couldn't figure it out. Well, there is a dragon um, that shows up, but it's not on yeah. There's a little home. dragon at the very end. <laughs> mm, and we, well, mm, yeah. Uh, and Colleen, <laughs> breaks, Colleen breaks her finger, which is attached to her palm. Right. And is it her eighth, <laughs> eighth finger? Like if she was to count from one way to the other, that would be like her mm. eighth finger? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, this episode was written by Scott Reynolds, who has done episodes before. He he writes another episode of Iron Fist, and he did four episodes of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. I really like Scott Reynolds as a writer on these shows. I think he's he's like I think this episode has more quotes than any other episode of Iron Fist so far that I wrote down. Oh wow! Because there's a lot of things that made me laugh. I yeah, just but a mainly. Hard time, but... Oh, I have so many. Mainly it's stuff that Ward was saying because it just made me laugh. (laughs) But it might be the delivery that more than the uh, actual line. And it was directed by Miguel Sapochnik. Sapochnik. Miguel Sapochnik. I cannot pronounce stuff. Uh, And he is known for his work on Game of Thrones and True Detective. Yeah, like some of the best Game of Thrones episodes. That's how I know how to pronounce his name. Like he did uh, Hard (laughs) Home, Battle of the Bastards, uh, the finale last year. I forget what that was called, but some of the best Game of Thrones episodes. And because he was directing this episode of Iron Fist, a lot of people wondered if there was going to be a lot of Kunlun in this episode, and that's why he was right. he was hired, and they were going to have a, a certain dragon show up. But no. Um, so in this episode, Danny makes a shocking discovery and a radical pricing proposal. Colleen's extracurricular activities go viral, and Ward issues a stern warning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why these descriptions always make me laugh. <laughs> okay, so we Is start it, uh, off with the Mushu scene. Actually, we're waiting to show up. Is that what we're looking? Uh, obviously, it's Figment from Journey into Imagination. Oh no! Okay. Please no! <laughs> nope. The most terrifying of all terrifying dragons. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh, me and Tammy have been up close and personal with Figment the Dragon at Disney World, and that was a terrifying experience. <laughs> yep. Okay. So we start off with a scene and not the credits. Usually Iron Fist starts with the credits. And obviously last week we saw him flying through the air with the greatest of ease. Uh, <laughs> or not. <laughs> and then we see him like land very roughly on a lamppost on the side of a building. Um, it looks like the set to a 90s music video. Like I, I thought I thought it looked like the set about to, to like... <laughs> I thought it looked like the set to like the old Batman show and you're going to have Batman and Robin yeah. like climbing up the side, you know, like when they just walk along and they're like, oh, hi, Daddy Rand. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to see that. And then uh, Danny swears his oath and then he falls and passes out. And he ends up with two tiny little scratches on his face from falling off a building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my notes were basically... 
okay, I guess he didn't die. Oh, wait, maybe he's dead. Eh, he's probably not dead. <laughs> and the series ends. I was waiting for him yeah. to hit the, the awning over the lobby door, you know, at the yeah. bottom of the building. And then well, bounce like crazy a, into a garbage can. Like a, like a cartoon. Yeah. Well, like Selena Kyle in Batman uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, and then the cats go. were going to come and bring him back to life. <laughs> Chew on his fingers. <laughs> well, he wouldn't be a puppy then, would he? He'd be a kitty. Oh, he's totally <laughs> puppet. Oh, my God. As soon as he runs into his office. This is the most puppiest, he is, puppiest episode yeah. Yet <laughs> he is a hundred percent puppy in this episode. He's puppying all over the place. Oh. <laughs> all right, if you say so. I've, I've been trying to figure out this puppy thing, but you know, you have to explain it to me. He goes into his office and immediately runs and hides under the desk. He is a yes. puppy. <laughs> I was expecting him to pee under there to mark his territory. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We we don't actually know he didn't. Well, that's <laughs> true. Uh, so he wakes up on a sofa in a strange room that we recognise is Harold's dungeon. I had so many quotes from this scene. I don't know why. It was just really making me laugh. I'm not going to say any now. Um, we do find out that it was Ward that pushed Danny. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of makes me laugh because he like just ra- we just saw this shadow like run up and be like, Nye! and push him out. Yeah, and like uh, he must have had like such a reaction like, oh shit, <laughs> just push him out. <laughs> I think maybe he thought like he was a hand ninja or something. He was like, I'm going to push this ninja out the window. I wish he'd explained that because from then on, I'm like, well, wait a second. Are we supposed to have any, like this guy like totally saw uh, Danny in this window and he tried to murder him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he doesn't like mention it at all. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I tried to murder you. <laughs> like, yeah. He's just like, oh, this oh. guy I tried to kill. He's so annoying. Yeah. And he doesn't go, um, how did you survive falling down like i don't know there's this awning bounce back up yeah and i'm sorry if this is the quote but he just tells me he's like you pushed me out the window he goes of course i did what like i really (laughs) was like that actually isn't one of the questions but if someone appeared at your window tammy would you push them out the window um i might be too busy like crying in the closet so you never know that that fight portion of fight or flight it might mean i push them out the window <laughs> i guess if he'd meet if he if he think he's afraid of the hand and he's sick of it's a hand it makes sense that he his reaction would be like kill <laughs> but uh he didn't yeah. make that apparent <laughs> let's hope that ward is never awake when santa comes to deliver his presents <laughs> because ward might push him out <laughs> well if so tim tim allen will be there to take up the mantle you know? oh, 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 oh. that's a new movie will be born <laughs> <laughs> when harold appears we get a bit of confirmation about what happened to him because he does confirm that he did die so melanie i think your theory from last week may be somewhat correct if you're listening out there um and we get confirmation as well that he is the same age he was when danny left just kind of nice. explains why why he doesn't look old enough to be what's dead yes <laughs> that's what i was gonna say because it's been bothering me but i'm like well, they're just actors, so who knows? Like, yeah, <laughs> they I just didn't thinking, get one old enough, but this makes his, so much more sense. <laughs> sorry. He was in his, yeah, uh, a- he was in his uh, hyperbaric chamber getting his skin worked on. He's a rich guy. I thought maybe he just was, he just didn't do a lot of hard work and kept himself 
very well preserved. Um, he, very well moisturized. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Ward, I don't know how how old Ward is supposed to be. I mean, God, that guy, that guy's like face. Like he looks so. Like I don't know. He looks like he could be. He could say, yeah, he's in his forties. But he also like sometimes he looks like he's in his twenties. So I'm not sure really. He's got an inch. Like I really like Ward's face. I yeah. know that's a weird thing to say. Like. I love Ward. I'm just going to say, as a character, I love Ward. I find him so much fun to watch. Well, he's got to like Donnie Jr. Because, you know. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, he's, he's, well, I don't know if he's you Donnie Jr. You do realize Jr. this is a story of Eric trying to get back into the family again after being <laughs> exiled, dropped out of a plane. <laughs> oh, no, Tiffany's going to show up soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, um, I would think his character should only be maybe in his early 30s, best what right? if we think that like he was he, he looked like he was more of a teen when exactly yeah so in that flashback so he, yeah he'll be 30 yeah. yeah yeah at the oldest yeah he's the kind of guy who's gonna look the same when he hits his 50s i think he's just gonna he's gonna age gracefully i guess or he's just already done his aging <laughs> <laughs> that's good though like you know yeah so after three episodes of danny trying to hug everyone hugging a cushion <laughs> Hugging a bag. He what? finally gets a hug. He finally gets to hug someone. He hugs Harold. I was like, oh, he's yeah. finally got a hug. He's wanted a yeah. hug for so long. Oh, So weird. So weird that this whole... Like, I was not expecting this scene to happen. Just, like, that was a genuine <laughs> surprise to me. I'm like, I thought it was going to be like a showdown and a fight and threats exchanged. Uh, I'm not quite understanding Harold at this point. <laughs> I, can't, I like this, though, because I like the way Danny responds, because I think Danny's just had yeah. like, hit after hit since he got back. You know, he was expecting to be welcomed back by this guy who is like his other dad, you know, and finds out that he's dead and that Ward and Joy don't want him and it, just all these horrible things and stuff. And I think now he's just like, oh, there's someone that actually seems to care about me, you know? Yeah, so I, I kind of like it. I, I thought it was, yeah, I liked the scene as well because it was just like, oh, it was the first time I actually have felt bad for Danny because I really have not cared for Danny. So, yeah, I think Danny, he is quite, there's, there's things he does in this episode that I love, but I think he is a quite, quite hard to, he's not like an, a character you instantly kind of warm to. Nah. I don't think any of these characters, <laughs> except maybe Colleen, <laughs> uh, but I can't quite understand yeah. her what she's doing either. So, yeah, um, but Colleen's just so freaking awesome, though. <laughs> she is. She is, but just, well, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, I was when I watched this episode. I don't know what you guys think. I was surprised that this early in the show, well, this early. I mean, it's four episodes in, but this is. Uh, Danny finds out that Harold is alive. I thought that would go on for longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we'd have more stuff going on under Danny's yeah, like that a, he wasn't aware of. Yeah, like a big reveal toward the end or something. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. It's like, you would think, I, I was thinking all this time that, you know, we'd eventually get to the big boss in the tower by the end of the series. And there would be like some sort of massive showdown after like he was pulling the strings left and right to kill Danny off. But. I think an even worse thing happened. Danny met the big boss. The big boss was just like, here, have a boring CEO job. And Danny's like, oh, so this is my life now. All right. 
that's the worst punishment of all. Like, it's kind, of, it's kind of like punishing on the audience as well because you're like, can this guy please just start kicking ass everywhere? <laughs> like, oh, he's gonna be a job. All right. They, well, well, look, I will you say... came back from Kunlun. I don't know what you were expecting. Cause you... <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Like, that is the life you left. And so if you want back in that life, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. there was, it was said before this show started that Danny, like, out of all the four uh, defenders, Danny has the most enemies in his show. So I'll just say that. Hmm. And leave that there. So, <laughs> I said it all. So what Mel said last week is is pretty much right. That we get told here that uh, Harold was approached with a cure for his his cancer, and he's now in the hands debt. Um, and he died, but he had to die and be brought back instead of just being cured. So as we find out later, Joy actually saw him die. That's horrible. Mm. Yeah. Like oh. I wrote here Rahand. Because it said, he said, the hand infested Rand. So that makes Rahand. They Rahanded yeah. it. <laughs> kind of like Rihanna. Rahand. Oh, boy. They, uh, they... I'm trying here. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> the show. <laughs> um, but also, like, later on, when we see Harold get his revenge on the triads, on the guy who, who hit Joy, like... He is dressed like a ninja. He's like in the full hand garb, I guess, like the black and red. So do we think that maybe he is super in their debt or, you know, he's just someone that is, owes them stuff? Because he seems to be in quite deep with them. I don't know. Madame yeah. Gao is, it seems pretty threatening to him more than like, here's your group of ninjas you can do what you can with. I don't know if he's got any sort of control over them. What do you think, Tammy? Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. I was just going to say, I do think he's in a lot deeper than he's letting on now, though. Because okay. right now, it just makes it seem like, well, they gave him the cure for God knows what reason, and so he's just indebted to them. And so it's almost like he's trying to distance himself from them mm-hmm. when he's around Danny, but, you know, he uses them definitely to his benefit later on. Mm-hmm. And I think he wouldn't be able to use them at all if he wasn't in deeper than what he's he's letting on r- right now. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand what he's doing. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> he's like, kill Danny, and then he's like, oh, we'll just give Danny a job. Well, yeah. that he said kill Danny, though, before... Well, he didn't say kill Danny. He said about put Danny somewhere safe. Yeah, he's wanted you know, Danny He never alive. said kill Danny. Oh, Ward okay. is the one who wanted to kill Danny. Um... Because Ward is a, an adorable asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I love him sitting and rolling his eyes while this whole thing is going on, this whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly when Harold's like, oh yeah, by the way, drop all the litigation against him. And Ward's like, uh, what? <laughs> and just to, I don't know, I guess we're supposed to feel bad for Ward as well because he's Harold's doing this like, oh, you're the fighter we needed in this family or whatever, you know. And Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And, and Harold is, like, totally bullshitting because Harold knows exactly where that pier is. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, that pier, uh, uh, where was it? Mm-hmm. And, it, the, sorry, this is a quote that I love. And, and Ward's just like, red hook. <laughs> like, Dad, you know exactly where it is. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? And I love it. 
Um, also, how long has that smoothie been sitting there that Harold goes and drinks? Because he didn't like whiz it in the smoothie maker then. And I was like, oh, it's going to be all like all the, the stuff's going to have sunk to the bottom and the top's just going to be like gross smoothie water. Ugh. Is it a smoothie or did he juice it? No, I think it was a smoothie because didn't he pour it out of the top of the smoothie maker? I have no clue. <laughs> oh, was it a colada? Oh, I don't know. It just it just grossed me out because I was like, that looks like some kind of like wheat wheat germ smoothie, but it's going to be just the horrible water on the top. Ugh, gross. Anyway, yeah, you need like like all your bits in your smoothie. That's what it's about. That's why it's a smoothie. All your bits. Uh, all your all your all bits. All of them. Put all, all those bits. Those in there. bits. All right. So when Danny leaves in the in the elevator, he's all smiley, and then Ward uh, warns him to watch himself. But I love Danny's all smiley, like, oh, I've got another daddy, hooray! What a doofus! Oh, no he just suspicion of all what's going on here. Robin, he all he wants is to find his forever home. It's just what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm falling for the puppy thing now more. Exactly. Just, Exactly. Uh, puppies just are all doofuses, puppy. you know. <laughs> exactly. They're cute doofuses, you know. <laughs> uh, so in the next scene, Daryl was showing off, uh, in, is in the uh, dojo, and he's showing Colleen fighting on YouTube. Yeah, I love Colleen in this scene where she apologizes for being a hypocrite. She seems like really genuine, you know. But I mean, then she goes back on that and goes and yeah. fights again later anyway. <laughs> so is it just because she's broke? Is that what we're getting here? Like that's why she's doing it? I don't think it's just that she's broke. I think that's part of the reason. But, like, later on, she gets, like, really angry. Like, you know, she's fighting the, the yeah. mannequin and breaks it. And then it, it seems like she really does enjoy it. There's some kind yeah. of darkness I... there that she enjoys this stuff, just like with Electra. Um, and then particularly later when Danny says, hey, I'll pay for six months' rent. I mean, that's not going to cost him anything. And she still, you know, he says, if this is about the money, and then she declines because I think it – is about the money, but also isn't as well. It's so we need we need to find out what she's so mad about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was because yeah, to me it wasn't about the money either. It's more of like her justification to herself to say, okay, well, this is why I'm doing it because she yeah. doesn't want to deal with whatever reason it is that she's doing it for. Yeah, whatever's going on. Also, I looked up Daryl, and I guess he was in a Luke Cage episode too. He was. Yeah. That was in last week's trivia, Robin. Oh, sorry. I must have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was. He was uh, one of the kids who got arrested when, um, or got questioned when Luke was framed for killing the police officer. Oh. Mm. And he's the same character. Mm-hmm. So we obviously, like, you know, got let go by the police and ended up in Clean's dojo. Yep. Uh, so Jordan Maybe he was to- inspired by Luke. Oh. And his- yeah. Maybe he's, he'll say to Danny, oh, I was really inspired by this awesome guy. I think Aww. you guys should become BFFs. Forever. <laughs> I think he would love a hug, Danny. <laughs> oh, can you imagine hugging Luke Cage? Oh, he'd be such a good um, hugger. Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> a lot of musk. I've, I've imagined yeah. it many times. <laughs> Being wrapped in those giant arms. Oh. <laughs> it's real uh, yeah. What do you think about Joy's awesome trousers in this episode? Because I really <laughs> love them. Uh, which ones were these? Were these like the maroon or what? what I think they? the maroon ones. Yeah. Yeah. Bell bottoms. Yeah, I, like oh, I was like, they're so well fitted. They're wide I can't leg. see a panty line at all. I was just like really admiring them. Uh. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think yeah. they. I mean, she looks. She just looks awesome. Yeah, all of her stuff is great. Although the admin, her top later on, I was like, I need that immediately. <laughs> like, oh, right I can't now. remember what top that was. Oh, it's it's gorgeous. When, oh, what Megan's can... top? Yes. Oh yeah, that top was lovely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lovely. If anyone wants to, uh, Stephanie Mazlanski, if you want to tell us where you got this top from, um, <laughs> so we're going to buy Tammy one for for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that does it. Uh, we also in this episode they kind of discuss it in the next scene as well, but we find out properly later that it was definitely Joy that gave Danny the bowl, that gave Monastery Boy the bowl. So obviously we speculate that maybe he broke in, but yeah, it was her. But, but that just makes me laugh. Like it made me laugh when I watched for the second for the second time, like last week's episode, where like Jerry produces the bowl and Joy's just sitting there, like, oh, "Well, well, I, well, I never. Oh, how did you know? Where did you get that? I don't know. I was just sitting there laughing at it." So Danny arrives for work and he's wearing his little skinny tie and his suit and the brightest white trainers I've ever seen in my life. I used to work for Disney and we had to wear bright white trainers and mine were not as bright as these trainers. They were blinding. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how about shaving, buddy? <laughs> you know? You can't shave. Because <laughs> then you'll look like Sir Loris <laughs> from Game of Thrones. I like his little beard. <laughs> Ward makes a crack on his tie. <laughs> That's a girl yeah. tie or something, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, he says it might be a touch of feminine. Yeah, gross work. I think that's um, Stephanie Mislansky brought that up in our interview as well because she was talking about uh, what Danny kind of wears to the office and stuff. But I, I like it because this is like a guy who has never probably worn a suit as an adult before, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I imagine he's kind of dressing like he thinks grown-ups should dress. <laughs> like, yeah. But he kind of gave up with the shoes because he's like, well, I don't get shoes, so I'm just going to wear my trainers. <laughs> He's kind of like uh, right. Christopher Lambert in uh, Highlander. Like he's he always wears like a suit and and like sneakers, like white sneakers. Like, <laughs> or he could be you know, like the tenth Doctor. Yeah, yeah. He needs like uh, Converse that, for like, that. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that um, Ward's tie, which is just a normal tie, but mm-hmm. because Danny's tie is so skinny, Ward's tie looks humongous. It looks so <laughs> wide to me. So when he made that comment about his tie, I'm like, look in the mirror, buddy. Yours is like taking over your entire shirt. <laughs> but it's not. It's a normal tie. It just looks ridiculous next to Danny's little skinny tie. Ward's tie is like about to envelop him in, in a hug. <laughs> it's like, come here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, at least his tie, like Danny's tie is not like as skinny as the ones that Al Calavici wears in Quantum Leap Tammy no. that we discuss no, a lot. No, they're like a piece of string. His ties are like nothing. <laughs> he like also wears several ties too. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we, in the next scene, we have the press conference. I mean, like saying about things that I love about Danny, I do love that he gives Jerry a little smile and a wave. Yes. Like that really yes. made me laugh. Hilarious. <laughs> because it's just like what are you doing and then later on when he goes in the meeting he just gives like joy a little wave as well (laughs) well when he yeah i mean jumping ahead there but yeah when he (laughs) makes everyone move (laughs) i laugh so hard (laughs) (laughs) and it's like the scraping of the chair as well it just goes on forever that's a game right there can i sit can i sit next to joy and it's like what are you doing danny (laughs) oh i love it 
Uh, also, this just made me think, and I think it made a lot of people think about um, like when the because uh, this was this this scene. There was promo shots of it released before the show was released, so that's why I thought it was funny later when Harold's looking at them on the computer because I was like, oh, he's looking at promo shots on comicbookmovies.com about Iron Fist because I remember seeing those. <laughs> but um, the scene of him like standing behind the little podium. You just want him to go, I am Iron Fist, like at the end of <laughs> I- Iron Man. <laughs> or just be like, oh, thanks for the cheese, Rick. Like, I just sit down here. Everybody, everybody sit down. <laughs> Everyone take your shoes off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I like the fact that he manages to kind of spin it, the stories that Joy and Ward helped him by finding a hospital for him. And Ward looks really troubled by that. They uh, they didn't deserve that. He should have really just gave it to him. I mean, it would have killed their stock, but who cares? He doesn't. Danny but, doesn't care about stock. Yeah. But Robin, kindness is the eternal law. Sure. Ugh. They got they <laughs> locked him. They locked him. They they betrayed him and locked him up. I don't know why he's being so friendly to them. Like, oh, remember when we were kids? Before you like knocked me off and not knocked me up. Before you got me pregnant. <laughs> you got me pregnant. <laughs> before you locked me up and in, in, in a in an insane asylum. That would be amazing. That would be a twist none of us expected to see. Danny wants to meet with Joy regarding the peer deal. But she's not free for three three days. This is the second reference to three days we get in this episode. I don't know if it's, you know, I think the one earlier was obviously a little wink and a nod to Jesus. But I don't know what, like, this one is, if it's a theme or not. But I just kind of picked up that it was another three-day mention. Um, uh, it's Danny, almost Easter. <laughs> well, and it's almost Easter. Well, it is now we're recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Danny obviously is so hooked on hugs. Now he's had two from Harold that he tries to hug Jerry. <laughs> She's just like, nope. <laughs> you mean Jay Money? Jay Money! <laughs> yeah. It's just like, it's so adorable. And then he immediately goes and runs under the, the desk to look at his stickers. The, honestly, <laughs> these, these scenes, every scene with Carrie Ann Moss, maybe it's just because she's familiar to me. It's it's like my favorite scenes. Like, they, they have a great interaction and she just brings something to the show that's, I don't know, it kind of lights up the screen a little bit more. Maybe I love it's just like, pretty she's much familiar. any scene with her and I love any scene with Ward. Like, I really do. Just because particularly in like the third and fourth episodes like we're in now, and the first two, I was a bit like, oh, I don't like this guy. But I, I just like his reactions to Harold and Danny and just rolling his eyes and stuff. And I don't know. I just I find him really interesting was, to watch. What was on his mind? It's just like there's so many mysteries in this show that like I should really care about, but I don't. So I'm just kind of more annoyed. Like, what is he thinking? What is his problem? I just want to know. I don't Maybe you will find out, Robin. Yeah. Maybe you won't. All I know is he was a teenager that was a dick to Danny when he was a kid. So I guess he's just still a teenager at, you know, 30 or 50, whatever age he is. I mean, Danny's still a, <laughs> Danny's still a 10 year old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ward, dog whose years. age could be anywhere between 20 and 52. <laughs> <laughs> so, as we were speaking of the Trumps earlier, um, Danny <laughs> finds out that he has a Ivanka Trump job because he has no actual title. Yeah. Um, you know. But the windows, the views, always, the views out of this place are great. Yeah, beautiful. And the apartment and, that he has. It's just all these huge windows and it's just scene well, city. It's gorgeous. 
I'm guessing he's going to move into a, somewhere else because, um, like, that's just an apartment that the law firm uses. So I'd be interested to know if he's going to move back into the house that is his family's house that Joy and Ward now live in, because that's his house. Come and knock on our door. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, that would be a a wacky sitcom, the three of them living together and the dog. (laughs) Harold creeping around outside. And then the other defenders come over like, like Friday night to watch the big game and and Joy gets annoyed because they leave snacks everywhere. Yep. <laughs> Luke breaks everything that he sits in. Sits in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jessica drinks all the alcohol. Oh, Jessica. <laughs> Matt keeps walking in the walls pretending. He's like, listen, I'm blind, guys. Seriously. <laughs> Ouch, I'm not Daredevil. Ouch. Not Daredevil at oh. all. Why am I watching a TV, by the way? I'm blind. No, he, he, would, he would just tell them that he's Daredevil. Look, this is what he does. He's like, yeah, I'm totally Daredevil. <laughs> uh, so then we have, like, the scene with the meeting where Ward's given the, the, the sort of meeting on, how did you say it? Leishmaniasis. Leishmaniasis. Oh, this sure. disease. You which is so. real. It's real. I've got the Wikipedia page in, out, open in front of me, and it's gross. Oh, it's so gross. Symptoms. It's an infectious disease. Uh, symptoms. Oh, hang on. Has it attached? Ad started playing on Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Then that was weird. I was like, "What's going on?" Sorry, I could see something, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" Okay, so it's an infectious disease. Symptoms include skin ulcers, fever, low red blood cells, and an enlarged liver. Uh, deaths twenty four thousand two hundred in twenty fifteen. I never even heard of this. Yeah. I thought maybe they made it up, but it's called caused by parasites and is spread by the bite of certain types of sand flies. Um, and there's a lot of gross pictures that I just didn't want to see. Nope. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. That's why I Risk- will not be Googling it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't. Oh, I've just seen another one. Close the window, Claire. I'll read it. The symptoms are skin sores which erupt weeks to months after the person is bitten by infected sand flies. And then they're like, look, here's a picture. And I'm like, I don't want to see it. Oh. <laughs> it's so gross. And, uh, uh, so anyway, of course, if you really... or a loved one suffer from yeah. we really apologize. <laughs> I will give you a hug. <laughs> yes. cool. Sure, why not? Um, so this is the scene where Danny's like, I'm righteous. We shall sell for cost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, where's Jeff like, Bridges you, when you need it? <laughs> you can't just go in and do this, Danny. Like, I I agree with you, but, you know, like they said, I mean, they said, like, some of the money obviously has to go to research for, yeah. for other stuff. So, obviously, that money is needed. I don't agree with they make so much profit off of it. But, um, but at the end yeah. of the, I mean, yeah, maybe not, but it's like, okay, some of that money is going to research, and then some of the, the money has to, like, go back into Rand. Like, mm-hmm. it just has to. Like, they're the people who came up with it, you know, not scientifically, but, you know, are the ones going to work the deals to distribute this. Like, they yeah. have to get paid. I don't... Yeah. Uh, I guess so, he's just assuming Rand's going to pay him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because they, they're being made, or they're selling them at cost to, of how much it costs them to make it, but Rand is going to like 
really kind of lose out on this, not just mm-hmm. because of no profit, but like it'll, they're going to have to pay for these. Well, they're yeah. going to make their money back by having uh, chest size dragon um, tattoos, you know, the, the non-permanent oh. type. Excuse me, it's a Sharpie. brand, not a tattoo. It's a brand. Oh, sorry. So is it a Danny brand? It's a Danny brand. <laughs> so the next scene is where Colleen is fighting with her little fight mannequin. I can't remember what they're called. I used to fight with one of these. Um, I, I wrote down, I, I, will accept, I will accept Colleen beating on a piece of wood as an action scene. <laughs> there are other action scenes in this episode, oh, yeah. Robin. There yeah. are three, in fact. No, is there? Is there more? I can't remember. There's definitely three. Oh, yeah. Uh, and she's listening to hip hop as well. She's, you know, her and Danny like doing their martial arts stuff to hip hop. Could she possibly I, I was... be inspired by what Danny was doing? She's like, oh, Danny's Danny did it to hip hop. I didn't like that before, but maybe it works. I don't think so. That would be terrible. I'd she be seemed very annoyed disappointed by it in her. But maybe she was annoyed because she told him to leave and he didn't. And he oh. woke her up by playing hip hop in he was her dojo. Her hip hop. Oh, that no, I think sense. he was playing his. No, I think he was playing his. Where did he get his hip-hop his, from? His backpack? Uh, his, his, iPod. his iPod. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> this show's <laughs> giving me all the clues and I'm like, whatever, this doesn't make any sense. So you remember his arrival <laughs> scene in the first episode with yeah. Outcast playing from his iPod? Yeah. yeah. I just thought that she was, like, moving around a lot for having, having been bit in the calf in the last episode. <laughs> Oh, she's also moving her hands around a lot after. I mean, just because you like like pop a, a, a dislocated uh, um, joint back into place doesn't mean yeah, that I you never, can then use it like immediately. Like you still need to. You never seen Lethal Weapon? Come on. Oh, I have sadly. Um, still a good movie. We're, talk- Come we're talking on. about the film or the TV series. The movie. <laughs> um. And then she grabs her phone and she watches the video of her. So we're like, oh, Colleen, what are you doing? She's going to do it again. And then Matt's, Matt's sitting at home cheering like, yay, Colleen, fight, Colleen, fight. That's all I want. Uh, and in the Same next here. scene, we see, we see Ward popping his, his pill again and answering the phone. Oh, wonder what his little pills are, guys. Hmm. Jeez, I just assumed it was like aspirin, but if you're saying it's a it's a pill, we should I, be I, keeping an eye. I on. honestly never notice it until you mention it. I never notice it when I watch the episode. This means Not well, I thought I maybe that's why he is a bit loose loose tongued later with the reporter because obviously he oh, is a bit drunk. But if he's combining yeah. that with whatever he's no, taking, he's, then... he's he's purposely loose tongued. He's saying all that on purpose. Yeah, because that he, yeah, he's manip- I thought he did it. Yeah, no, he he's, no, he's manipulating her to tell her, like basically giving her the story he wants her to write. Oh, that makes sense. I never picked up on that. He was supposed to handle her, which meant that he was supposed to push her out a window next. Right? <laughs> I think if that's it, then he's maybe doing a now fuck you to his dad. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's doing it as a fuck you to Harold because he did it as a oh, fuck you before when he he tried to have. Uh, Danny killed instead of putting the what was it the house in Long Island or whatever it was he said. When I said take care of her, I mean take care of her. <laughs> he yeah. cuddles her and strokes her hair. I'm taking care of you. Would you like something to eat? <laughs> well, so how creepy is it when Harold says to Ward, "Love you, son." I was like, Ugh. <laughs> it's 
sad. I love you when I kidney punch you. Ugh, gross. Yeah. So embarrassing. Joy and Danny, um, I love Joy asking about the robes and <laughs> whether he's ever going to wear the robe to the office. And I'm like, please, please wear the robe to the office, Danny, please. <laughs> and then break into a meeting. That would be amazing. But also, poor Joy. I feel bad for Joy in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about well, the dead dad. I was going to say, anytime I see Joy now after knowing, like, for sure, she didn't know that her dad has come back. I feel bad for Joy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm, you all don't... I keep thinking is like, once she finds out, she is not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she. That's when she pushes Harold out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> now you're for real, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> she stakes him through the heart because she thinks he must be a vampire. <laughs> I'm just saying, so, if, if if Joy. You're you're gonna ask me why I didn't like Joy. <laughs> no, I was gonna or, say, what do you think of Joy? Because you said oh. you don't like Ward, so I was wondering what you think of Joy. Well, Joy, it's funny. She's got a friendly face, but she was also <laughs> let's what's the word? Complicit in <laughs> in getting uh, Danny committed and and just betraying his trust and ignoring the signals that he was sending to her. That yeah, this is actually. But Danny. she hadn't seen the M and M's yet, Robin. Uh, she knew. Come on. It was all the proof. She knew. Yeah. Every bit of proof you need is m and <laughs> the, the, the proof is out there with, in the m and oh. Now you've got my attention. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in the next scene, Robin, you wanted action. Go. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, another cage fight, which... I, I guess they're just like, well, we got to cut something in here. And, uh, you know, we they liked it in the last one. We'll put another one in here. And there's a cage fight where she's fighting two people. I'm not sure. I, at the end of this, I'm just like, awesome. What's your deal? Same question I had last episode. <laughs> no progression. But in this in this one, we get um, a certain outfit that we will discuss later. Okay. Is it this cut up top? Or this it's, her, it's her white outfit. Oh. I thought it was awesome, and I let out a little scream. Uh, outside of the fenced-in area, like <laughs> right outside the door, there's someone that's standing there, and their top is like shredded in the back in the shape of wings. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> all right. <laughs> are, they, are they in the FP? <laughs> um, the music is straight out of the FP still, oh, this so music. possibly... This music is amazing. Like yeah. I love it. Like I love the music as well in the in the the fight scene later in the uh, the elevator and the hall. Like I just love it because it kind of goes a bit. It sounds like a like a, a game. Like mm. I can imagine them playing it in like Streets of Rage or something, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. I gotta say, after yeah. after they they released a soundtrack to this, a score to it. I I, I got I, it. It's on Spotify. You actually mm-hmm. physically have it. I do. I got it on iTunes. Yeah, I've done. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I do. I write trivia in my um, for my like second job, and uh, uh, I've done many a trivia question to the jams of the Iron Fist score. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I have no idea what it's scoring, but now when I watch the show, I'm like, oh, oh, this this piece. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I I I really um, I really like the score overall for Iron Fist. I was listening to the Daredevil one today because I have it on vinyl. I'm really hoping Mondo. Uh, release the Iron Fist one on vinyl as well because the vinyl soundtracks are so good yeah, like they they're, they're absolutely beautiful and they sound amazing and um, 
like particularly the Jessica Jones one is really good for when I'm like staying up late and drawing because mm-hmm. it's so noir influenced and it's oh it's just really really good yeah and then also the Stranger Things one not related to this but that Stranger Things soundtrack <laughs> on vinyl oh it's so good it's so good it makes me want to cry it's like one of the best soundtracks of the last five years I think it's so good yeah, it's great Available through Mondo, I think, or available on vinyl anyway. Mm-hmm. I should I should get like a sponsor spot with them. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, Danny enjoys sitting in his fancy suite, and this is where he's asking her about the peer deal. Um, and then he talks about being an outsider, really, really wanting to be Iron Fist, and and he never thought about why. And then he talks about his room. And he only had a blanket and a pot, and every morning he would walk a mile uphill to get <sighs> water and blah, blah, blah. And I've written this all down, and then I just put, I don't believe him at all in this speech. <laughs> like, it's not what he's saying. I just don't, like, the way it is delivered, I don't, and it's this little speech in particular, I just don't believe Finn Jones in how he's delivering the speech. Do you know what I mean? I, I was, like, looking at well, the character, so and I was... I was thinking, I do not believe, yeah, I was like, I cannot see you. I do not believe that, that this is the experience you had. You're not, it doesn't. doesn't, He's gone through a lot of trauma. He just sounds like a carefree guy. (laughs) It it just, yeah, there was just something really unauthentic about the delivery. That that was the main performance problem I had in this episode was this scene. I was just like, I, I, I just don't. I like the scene itself because I like the fact they have these fight sounds over the speech, but I just didn't buy it at all. I guess that's no, what Miguel Sapochnik uh, put into this, but I would have really liked to have a flashback scene to really believe it. You know, why, not, why can't know, we see like, some of this stuff that we're talking about here? I think it's better, like, to be imagined, like, because we saw him being beaten with sticks before, and I always think it's, you know... Like, I don't think we would have needed to see it because you're kind of imagining what he must have gone through. And I think maybe that would have, you would have um, imagined it more if it was delivered better. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have wanted a a flashback, like a visual representation of it uh, as much as you did if it had been delivered better. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. I would have liked the flashback instead of it being delivered. <laughs> oh, okay. See what it's like. Instead of Finn having to have the job of convincing me, like, yeah, I seriously went through this. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I think it would have been nice to have a flashback, but I would have been fine if it was delivered better because yeah. if I'm, you know, we're in a scene where Joy is only hearing it. So how is she convinced that this happened? Like, yeah. I don't. M&M's, uh, Tammy, well, we've her, already her, discussed this. Aye, 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 the M&M's. <laughs> also, her, like, as Ward says, her soft spot is Danny, so, you know. Yeah. She'll I believe guess. anything now. It's his big puppy eyes, Tammy, literally. <laughs> um, so we get a knock at the door, and, oh, you know, immediately it's like, uh-oh. Yes. <laughs> Listen, Claire, I'm, I'm there. They did this whole thing and I'm just I'm sitting there in my chair last night. And I'm like, like my eyes are getting heavy and he gets up. He's like, you want a drink? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then a knock at the door comes in. I'm, and, on and, the tonic. and it's just like this, this, all this action starts. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so carry on. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. It woke me up. I was no, just um, like, oh, this is Iron Fist hallway scene. 
Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's like the Iron Fist fight, which I, I, I like this little fight scene. I kind of found it funny. And I, I realized when it was pointed out, I think in a website, I saw that these are like, you know, they sort of say like the hatchet men who have turned up to, yeah. to fight Ivis and they literally have hatchets. I think that's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> we do get some pan pipes I... in this scene though, Tammy. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not. I wasn't as impressed with this. The hallway scene. I love the elevator scene. Though. Oh, the elevator is amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a couple of bits stylish. I really like in the hallway, like the But it's mainly because they they make me laugh. Because this is a discussion we had before the um, the show came out. Because I think this was a clip that was released. But there's the bit where the guy throws the hatchet and it flies past Danny's head, and he like turns around to look at it. Yeah. And yeah. I made a little, I made a little gif of that, and I sent it to the guys I wrote Defenders TV podcast, and I wrote "Fetch Danny, Fetch," because <laughs> it just looks like, <laughs> like he's gonna run after it. <laughs> um, but I think I do agree, Tammy, that once it gets into the elevator, I think it's it's so good. The way it's shot is like the way it's lit, the way they do split screen sometimes, and then also yeah. almost yeah. sometimes it looks like it's the point of view of a camera. Yeah, so good. Love. I think. I mean, but in this scene was my favorite thing so far in the show ever. Is that Joy got to punch somebody? Yes, <laughs> and I was that. like, Yeah, dude and punched her that's right my out favorite too. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He he had it coming. I don't yeah. know if it was the same so one, good. but <laughs> I love that the uh, the guy when he swings the hatchet at Danny and it smashes against his, the Iron Fist. I thought that was great. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple like of like the beginning interesting, of it, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, this elevator fight was. I, I loved it. So good. And and honestly, okay. it is it is a high point of the series so far, in in fight scenes at least because it's something about them shooting in bright light that doesn't do the choreography any favors. Like the, yeah. the when he can he, mm-hmm. that first scene in the first episode in the lobby that just looks so like terrible, and this one was a little better. I I believed it more in the hallway, but as soon as we got in the elevator, I was like, oh my god, this is awesome! This is so so cool looking. And, I always yeah. think the fight choreography in these shows looks better though when it's in a confined space, and I think mm-hmm. I said that in Daredevil season two when we got the big rooftop fight, you know, at the end, because it just looks so. Because they can't, they haven't got the budget to have like a big, um, like they didn't have the budget to have like a hundred ninjas for them to fight, you know. So it just looked a bit lost in that giant space, which I think is a shame. Because I think, I, I, I just think like when they, when they have um, a smaller space to work in, the fight choreography is, it's always, it, that's when it soars in these shows. Yeah. Even like the fight scene in Jessica Jones in the bar with. Um, uh, Luke Cage, you know when Luke and uh, and Jessica are fighting the guys in that as well. When that dude straight up tried to murder Luke Cage. Yeah, and the knife just <laughs> broke. Oh, I love it. It's great. Um, so in the next scene, which is when is when Ward is in the office with the reporter, I love that he compares Danny to Tarzan. <laughs> that really made me laugh. <laughs> it's true though. It was like, I, I thought that was funny. Um, it, it's, it's very much like Greystoke, the legend of Danny. It Rand. really is. <laughs> yeah. oh, who's going to be his Jane? It better be Misty Knight or else. I will not be happy. All I want is for her to get that robot arm and for them to end up together. What, what, why, why not Colleen? Colleen seems to be 
I mean, I understand comics, but in this show, he seems to be either Colleen or Joy. It seems to be. The... I just I I well mainly it's because Misty and Danny <clears throat> like are a couple in the comic, or they were a couple in the comics, and I love them together. And I I would like for them to have another. Um, I don't know. Like I I love Jessica and Luke together, and I would love to see um, Danny and Misty. But mainly, mainly it is because it is in the comics. But also, I think it would be an interesting dynamic because she is an older woman with a younger man. I, I would just like to see that. (laughs) I was going to say, whoa, (laughs) because I know. Because it's something we haven't really had in the shows as yet. And it just seems a bit like, Oh, Danny and Colleen and Danny and joy. They're about the same age. They have to hook up. And I don't know. I just think it would be, very unexpected. I don't know how they would do it, so I would believe it. But I would love to see them together, and I think it would be just just a really interesting relationship to explore. Uh, have you you've seen Tangled, right? Yes, I've seen it about a million times. Um, but that scene where <laughs> where uh, Flynn is tied to the chair and then he gives her the smolder eyes, I think that's what yes. like Danny gets arrested and Misty is interrogating him, and then the smolder <laughs> eyes come up, or sorry, the puppy dog eyes come up, and then you know yes. it's all over. Misty yeah. smashes the table with her um, her her iron fist, and they go off together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they go hand in hand with their little iron fists, hand in hand. Oh, but maybe what we're what we're what we're not thinking of here is how he's going to get nursed into that you know older woman habit. I'm thinking there might be something happening with J Money this year if that's going to happen. Uh, J Money likes the ladies. Come on. Oh, that's yeah, true. Really. I'm dumb. <laughs> J Money, J Money, and Madam Gal are going to hook up. <gasps> oh That'd my god! Awesome. Can you imagine? Oh. He's so awesome. I, I honestly can't imagine that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was trying and I just couldn't. <laughs> Did you guys like the little shout out to uh, the Daredevil series at the end of this scene? At the end of this scene? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't I realize I it until I looked up trivia, but go ahead. I was you are say, not allowed I to only... look up trivia, Robin. I am not under your rule anymore, Claire. I'll look up whatever I want. <laughs> So we basically get the reporter. Uh, oh, yeah. So Jennifer calls Ellison, who we obviously know from Daredevil, and says, hold the front page. Don't give it to Karen. And I thought, <laughs> wow, Karen's only been a reporter for like a year and she's already putting stories on the front page. Like, what the hell? And she's got her own office. Ellison she's not in the obviously has like, a thing for Karen. Wow. That's how she got the job in the first place. He was very attracted mm. to her, as you would be. Maybe they're going to hook up. Ooh. Maybe, he's, Maybe at the end of season two. Man. At the end of season two, Matt was like, I'm Daredevil. And she was like, I don't care. I'm already in a new relationship with Ellison. I've already got hard copy, if you know what I mean. He's got way more beard than you have. (laughs) (laughs) So in the next scene, Colleen is lying on the floor of the dojo, looking at her dislocated finger. And this is when we get the info about the Golden Sands, which is a cover for the triads. And uh, Danny's like, hey, look after Joy. Bye. I'm going to go to the triads. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I was like, yes, you know, there's momentum. Like, I need to have a word with them. I, lo- I love I love a hero that's just kind of like he's so honor honorous that he's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to go talk to them. 
and not just say, let's run, you know? Here I go. I love the next scene with the tribes has has something that always kind of makes me laugh in films or TV, which is where someone says something and then someone replies and there is no way they could have heard it. Because, like, Danny says something like, I haven't come looking for trouble. And, like, the guy, uh, Yang, Yang Hai Cheng, is in the other room through these double doors behind about three <laughs> rows of goons. And he, like, goes, then you shouldn't have come looking for it. I was like, there's no way you heard what he said. There's no and he, and, way. And, was he, and he must have been sitting at that table because there was business being done at the table yes. way at the, across the room. How did he so, hear him? I don't even know how he got out of that room so fast. <laughs> <laughs> he ran to the door and then slowed down to make a dramatic entrance. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. See, I thought you were going to talk about the trope where like the guy comes looking for trouble and then the like the, the, the civilians, like the cook, and the, the, the waiter like oh, we're out of here nope <laughs> oh I love that I love as well as like I, I mean it, again it's it's something like you know when uh, you know like we saw like Harold so scared of the hand like when Madame Gal turned up you know in the other episode but like here um, when Danny mentions the hands to these guys and they basically all shit themselves you know they're like oh whatever you want oh. um yeah, I love it. I love that it just makes, like, even these guys are, like, terrified of the hand. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, and talking about the hand, they come and throw a mask over Harold in the next scene, and they're going to take him for a ride. Oh, that Madame Melanie. Oh, Madame oh. Melanie. I wonder if she was driving the car. I can't imagine her driving a car. <laughs> Can you please go faster? Listen, like, listen here. <laughs> I'm an old lady. Maybe she's like gets like this super road ragey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're really um, demystifying the hand by your road rage. <laughs> <laughs> she gets pulled over for a ticket. <laughs> I like that Colleen is teaching Joy like some punching skills. Yeah, but this this scene would not pass the Bechdel test because they're talking about a man. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. couldn't they be talking about the stuff instead of about Danny? Um, well, it is the only thing they have in common right now. <laughs> well, and punching, <laughs> and fabulous fashion. Yes, they do both have fabulous fashion. Yeah, uh, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> um. And this is when Danny pops his thing, the, the oh. finger back into place. And that's another trope as well. Because yeah. as soon as he's like, oh, they used to tell tell me to count to three. Uh, one. And yeah. I was like, they're going to do it on one. <laughs> why like does anybody for fall for this anymore? I mean, yep. there's the thing of why does anybody write this in scripts anymore? But in the story itself, why do people actually fall for this? <laughs> like you're gonna Oh, and Claire, uh, this is the second time in this episode. But he references his master Shifu. And I was like, this is a Kung, Kung Fu Panda reference. Is it? Oh, who's Shifu in Kung Fu Panda? He's the he's the main guy that trains uh, Kung Fu Panda. Oh, he's, he's the, the main. He's, he's the little he's red the little panda red voice panda. that Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Oh, yes. Oh, amazing. So now we know who trained Danny. <laughs> There's Danny. Little red panda. <laughs> I believe the one that scared Can we the bug the on the rock. <laughs> Yeah, and it was scared of the rock. He taught him how yeah. to be scared of the rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, can you imagine, imagine if there was like a there's a flashback and there's like Danny and he's like training alongside and the camera pans across and then you've got like Jack Black Panda there like doing oh, some punches. Boy. I don't know his name. Oh, it'd be so cool. His name is Kung Fu Panda, isn't it? Yeah. He's got a name, isn't it? Like Poe or something? Oh, Poe. It's Poe. He's one of the Teletubbies. I forgot. He's Edgar Allan Poe. Um. So, oh, what's the next thing that happens? Yeah, so this is when, obviously, he offers to give her cash, and she's like, oh, no. And they all leave, and I was grossed out because Joy goes and puts her boots on, and she's got no socks on, and I was like, oh, my God, Joy, your feet are going to be so sweaty, and those shoes are going to stink. That is gross. They are not open-toe shoes. You need socks with them. So did she change her shoes? Because the ones she was walking around in earlier were the same, bl- like they were black shoes, just like these, but they were open-toed. Oh, so were when they? did she change her? Yeah. Oh, maybe these were open-toed. I thought they were closed So I was just like, wh- <laughs> like, when did she change her shoes? Well, if they were open-toed, I'll let her off. She's allowed to not wear socks with open-toed shoes. But <laughs> just when people, people wear boots, like leather boots with no socks, I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> Think of that smell. Ugh. I'd rather not. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I'm good. So in the next scene, Harold gets his reward from Madame Gal, and his reward is to be a creeper on his daughter. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he's like, I finally get to see Joy in person. Like, what? Not really? It's kind of like across the alleyway, across into another building. Yeah, across the alleyway, through two panes of glass, as opposed to on a screen, where you creep on her all the time. Exactly, it's not like he doesn't see her all the time on camera. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, he's such a creep. Um, And this is when he realizes, obviously, she's been hit, and he asks for one more favor. I love the next scene because I love the fact that these guys dress up as full-on hand ninjas and drive and just go in this Chinese restaurant. Yes. I just want to imagine people's reactions on the street. <laughs> <laughs> it just really amuses me. I well, thought... Yeah, and... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I thought that we were going to get, like, a... Th- major throwdown between the hand and the triad i was like oh shit here we go ninjas just walked in and we got the triad and they're scared but they're gonna fight right and now it's just one guy gets a blade to the head and everybody (laughs) well i don't think they would kill all of them because i think they do the hand maybe doesn't respect them but they there is a certain amount of of honor you know, to them, and he's like, I'm going to kill this guy because he hit my daughter, but they don't need to kill the rest of them. Yeah, but they could have had a fight scene, and I would have liked Because they probably still got <laughs> uses for them. It can't be wall-to-wall fight scenes, Robin. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. No, no. Go no, on. They watch. have to have these little mini eating <clears throat> scenes, too, because it made me hungry watching it. <laughs> fight scenes oh, and flashbacks. That's, that's, because, that's what we're learning today. Claire, <laughs> since you've been to the old Hotopoto, doesn't that restaurant look like <laughs> old Hotopoto? It, like, it, it had like, Tammy, the same, the same like, uh, chair coverings and everything. <laughs> Tammy, thanks to you, I crave Hotopoto every day now. Like, listeners, Ooh. Tammy has got me hooked on Hotopoto. <laughs> I've only had it twice in my life. Both were magical experiences. Uh, I now crave it every day of my life. I'm considering moving to Orlando just to go and eat hot opo forever. So whenever I see a scene like this, I think, oh, hot opo. 
Well, I also thought that. Um, and I well, particularly that. as I, I had a like a little hot potty like thing the other day, like a kind of yeah. similar dish, and I was thinking it's not as nice. I can't control <laughs> what goes into it. So there you I'm go. Sure there's got to be a hot pot place next to you somewhere. Mm, I had a hot potty before I got on the podcast today. Ugh. Ugh, gross. Um, what happens I was next? Chatting with you. Oh. <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about that. So, in this last scene, we finally, four episodes in, we finally get a look at the brand on the the Rand brand, the Danny Rand brand. On his chest. The, the and grand, get, grand, grand. The grand, grand, brand. <laughs> and we get a letter from the golden sand. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And this is a little shot from the trailer. Um, there's the little note that says, this is the answer for which you seek. And it's from Yang Hai, um, Yang Hai uh, Ying. What a and cute container it comes in. It's I'm so like, cute. The second little gift. I love it. <laughs> this is like the cutest little gift wrapped heroin I've ever seen. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> I mean, just the <laughs> So the big revelation is the triad. I mean, the, the hand has acquired this peer to sell drugs, right? Maybe. And I'm kind of like, so we've but... seen the fact that the hand sells drugs in, in other shows. No, no, no. We didn't know it was the hand before. In Daredevil, we knew it was Madame Gao. We didn't know Madame Gao was linked with the hand. Oh, I guess I assumed oh, that I she was. I thought we did. Mm, I don't think did. so. I thought by, like, season two Daredevil, I thought we knew that. No, I think she, because she was only in one scene in season two. She was just chilling out oh, doing some painting, I don't know. I, think. I, I knew it. Do you remember why they, why <laughs> you knew it in your heart. Do you remember why yeah, they exactly. visited her? Because uh, he that. was lonely. Yeah, he needed a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, listeners, like, like, let me know if I'm remembering wrong. I just remember Madame Gal painting her little silk painting, but I can't remember what they talked about. I just thought ninjas and supernatural and Madame Gao is all about that. But oh, Madame she... Gao's Chinese. She's not Japanese. I don't. I'm not. I'm an idiot culturally, so I, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I wasn't keeping track of who was from where. Well, we, we obviously know this is the same heroine that was in season one of Daredevil. So it's like right. quite a big callback. Like we're going back like a few seasons. Um, and when that first appeared in, in Daredevil season one, like everyone was freaking out because the little symbol on it is an Iron Fist reference. And they put it in the first Daredevil show, which is kind of cool. So I like that it's come around sort of full circle now and is now okay. in Okay, so the, show the big revelation is, holy shit, he's got the same brand on his chest that's on these drugs. Is that what it's not the same. It's very similar. Similar. You like dragons? Super. I like dragons too! But who doesn't like dragons? dragons? Yeah, because like the little one on the um, Madame Gao stuff is like a little snake version. And yeah. then <laughs> Iron Fist is a full-on dragon with wings. Okay, so... Made with a Sharpie marker. Madame Gao is uh, Game of Thrones Season 2, and Dan Rand is Game of Thrones Season 6. Gotcha. I know not what you talk of. (laughs) Oh, sweet. You're going to be on my intro cast. Oh, God. (laughs) So, that was the episode. Do you guys want some Easter eggs? Oh, it's that time of year. 
It is that time of year. He's risen. Easter eggs, bunnies. And he brought us Marvel-based Easter eggs. Yes, Harold Harold Meacham is risen, and he brought you guys Easter eggs. <laughs> oh, Daddy Meacham. <clears throat> this you. is the chocolate Thank you, you Daddy Meacham. <laughs> so in, at one point, Danny refers to August personage in Jade. And when he says that, he's talking about UT, who is the ruler of Kunlun. August personage in Jade. Okay. okay. Kind of a cool title. <laughs> August and everything um, after. <laughs> the stickers under uh, Wendell Rand's desk are all Jack Kirby monsters um, oh. that he created um, sort of pre-superhero days at Marvel. Or it might have been Atlas then, I'm not sure. And these monsters all had names like Goom, Gugam, which is my favourite, <laughs> Lokar, and the most famous, who appears in, in later superhero comics as well, Fin Fang Boom. <laughs> okay. I like Gugam. Gugam. Sounds like uh, my grandma's name. Oh, Gugam. <laughs> <laughs> Little wow. Robbie wants some chocolate chip cookies, Gugam. Your, your grandma is a Jack Kirby monster. <laughs> <laughs> She's been called worse. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at one point, uh, Harold referen- uh, does, makes a reference to the Illuminati, and he says that the hand are like the Illuminati, except that they are uh, real. Um, however, in the Marvel Universe, the Illuminati are real, and I'm currently on Marvel Wiki, I think. And this says, the Illuminati was a secret organization comprised of several of the world's most powerful heroes. Dr. Strange, Black Bolt, Charles Xavier, Reed Richards, Namor the Submariner, and Iron Man. And Tom um, Hanks. And Tom Hanks and someone else. I don't know. Uh, and Black Panther, I think, is in it later. Oh, yeah. And Ian McKellen as well. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so in Marvel, they are real. So I like that that. I don't know, it was just like a little reference to, oh, they're not real, but they totally are in the Marvel Universe. Although we will probably never see them. Um, Because unless we get uh, Namor in a film or something. Uh, Okay, so on Danny's brand on his chest, well, first of all, the mark on the heroine, that is the mark of the Steel Serpent in the Iron Fist comics. The brand on Danny's chest was branded to him when he passed his final test, which was by defeating the dragon Show, show, oh God, I cannot pronounce these names. Show Lao, show Lao the Undying. They always make my stutter come out. Thanks, Marvel. So we're saving money for a dragon fight, right? That's why I'm not getting fight scenes. I'm not saying anything. That's a yes. But but Figment <laughs> does turn up in the finale, and he's like, oh, "You just have to yeah. use your imagination, Danny Rand." <laughs> <laughs> Nope, I will be out. (laughs) And then he beats the dragon with love. Oh, with a hug. He hugs it to death. That's it. So he finally gets a hug from the dragon, and then he wins. And that's how he gets a dragon branded on his chest because they hug so. I mean, I guess pretty much is kind of huggable. So I, I guess (laughs) my sister had a plush of Figment that she got from when we went to Disney for the first time. Oh. Back in the days before Eric Idle was on the road. Give me a break. (laughs) He's not scared of Peter. My sister is not scared of Peter Pan. He just fills her with an uncontrollable rage. (laughs) Specifically the Disney Peter Pan. (laughs) But any Peter Pan will do it, but it is specifically the Disney Peter Pan. (laughs) It fills her with a rage that nothing else fills her with a rage like. 
it's kind of hilarious. I mean, have you revealed on the show why? I mean, can I just ask why right here? Uh, there is no reason. She just gets really angry. It's kind of like a much more severe version of when I see Olaf the snowman from Frozen because he really irritates me. <laughs> So much so that even when I hear like Josh Gad sing in Book of Mormon, I'm like, oh, it's that freaking snowman. But my sister's like rage is so much Speaking more. Speaking of warm hugs. <laughs> my sister's rage is so much more that um, Tammy knows. And I think you so. sent her a photo as well. Like, you're always amused that I, I just put random photos of Peter Pan on my sister's Facebook page. Because yeah. <laughs> then she sees them and gets really angry. And uh, that's a, that's sisterly love for you. Mm. So now it's time for quotes. Uh, who wants to go first? Robin, you can go first. You're our special guest. Oh, geez. Uh, I have loads. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, I used to stick stickers under my dad's desk. They're still there. Of course you did. <laughs> oh, I love Saki, Jerry. We've missed you. Uh, I have one from Danny, which is, you are really pushing the limits of karma. <laughs> I've got a, a Danny one that says, uh, "You see him too." <laughs> oh, that was so funny. That's right. Yeah. There was there was so many like I don't know uh, in yeah. this in this episode that made me laugh. Like there was the one where Harold says, "Towards the end, I barely hit a hundred pounds." Jesus. Yep, tried him too. <laughs> or with war goes. Yeah, like a goddamn daredevil. <laughs> Yay! Oh, you know I cheered, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting for that I one like... to come out. <laughs> oh, so good. And I like when Danny sees Colleen, and he's like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Because they're both, like, beaten up. How about, uh, well, I have another Danny Jerry. It's, hey, Jay Money, and he goes to hug her, and he, she's like, oh, ooh, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, uh, I even when... like, oh, go on, go sorry. On. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I even like like the one about um, like the hand, like I said a minute ago, which is the hand here. Yeah, they're like the the Illuminati, only real. <laughs> um, I have when he's talking to Joy and telling him everything that he's been through, and he goes, "Made me what I am today," and I was like, "A <laughs> crazy person? It made you a crazy person, Danny." <laughs> let's, let's be clear. That's something to be excited about. He's so excited, though. But but you oh, know what? Danny. I guess that goes to your point about his delivery on that, that whole speech. That, yeah, that whole speech was strange. Yeah, like I don't I don't know. It was I found it very odd. Um, okay, well now it's time for feedback. Um, I I I I, I left it very late, and I put a little thing out today saying, "Hey, feedback, guys." Um, I had. There was a little comment on our Facebook page from Harold, which is that Harold. he just likes it. That, uh, Harold on our page, Harold Whalen. Uh, I said, I said, hey, Harold. <laughs> oh, I know hey, it's not I'm Harold sorry. Meacham, but it could be. Okay. Well, <laughs> oh, he Daddy just said, <laughs> I just like that there is an awesome character named Harold. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would, uh, Harold, I would direct your attention to the film Harold and Maud, which there is another awesome Harold. <laughs> <laughs> 
my favourite Harold. Uh, also, we have an email from Nutty, but we also had another email, which I'm not going to open, which is in in uh, uh, defenderspod at gmail.com account. Um, but I'm just, uh, I think it's spam, so I'm not going to open it. But I'm just amused by the subject line, particularly in regards to our coverage of the Daredevil movie, because all it says, it's from the <laughs> diplomat office, and all it says is, Affleck, did you receive my message? That just made me laugh when I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what it is, but it made me laugh. <laughs> um, Robin, would you like to read an email from Nutty? I would love to. Okay, I'm going to send it to you. Nutty is like a few episodes ahead as well, because we've got feedback for quite a few episodes coming up. Oh, she's doing uh, her thing. Yeah, okay. There you go. Her watch ahead thing. All right. Um, oh, okay. It's longer than I thought. Okay. So we learned that Harold died from his cancer and was brought back, like, in an urn the same way as Nobu and Electra. And while you'd think he was grateful to the Hand, he really hates them and wants them destroyed. Not where I thought this was going. I'm finding Harold a more interesting character now, but considering he was one-dimensional before, it doesn't take much. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'll just say that um, one of our listeners as well, who is watching ahead, um, Brad who is going to be guesting on the final episode, was really amused by something that happens with Harold in a future episode. I won't say which one. And sent me a gif. And it was uh, in relation to it. And it was exactly what I was thinking of when I watched it as well. So I cannot wait until we get to that. All right. Could... Gif spoilers. <laughs> gif spoilers. <laughs> uh, is it just me or does everyone want Danny not to be romantic with Joy or Colleen? I don't want them to. <laughs> Me neither. I like their relationship as it is. I like this cousin feel they have. I really don't want it to go any further. Of course, yeah. I think this has something to do with the fact that Danny acts and thinks like a child. It's gross to think of him in an adult romantic relationship. Uh, the only way is actions without thinking of consequences or even learning about the world he returned to makes sense, is that he is still like a boy inside. He lacks the socialization needed to understand these things. And I just don't like the idea of romance being introduced just yet. And I, I think that's why Misty would be good for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I will say, when I was watching the series with um, uh, listener Rebecca, I we were messaging a lot back and forth. Every time like he was kind of being friendly with Colleen or Joy, we were just messaging each other going, nope, nope, no romance. There better not be. Nope, nope, nope. We, yeah, pretty much like we were with uh, Luke and yeah. uh, Claire Temple in the last season, by the way. Yeah. J-Money, though. <laughs> J-Money and Megan should hook up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who is Megan? <laughs> I actually forgot who Megan Megan's, was. Uh, Megan's the assistant to oh, Joy Amord. Read the most oh, amazing top of this no, episode. Jerry and Tembi, you know, the reporter from Luke oh, Cage. Oh, yeah. They would be good together. Yeah. <gasps> that would be good. Yeah. Going after the triads made sense, and when they discovered the hand was behind the pier, they backed off. That was impressive. When the total bad guy is scared of another bad guy, that tells us so much more about the other bad guys. We don't have to see the hand being bad to understand how bad they are. Yeah. Right? We're born to be bad. <laughs> bad to the bone. Exactly. There's something sweet to Harold wanting to avenge his daughter, and something gross and horrible in it, too. 
He could only yeah. tell one child about being alive. He chose Ward. Why Ward? Ward sucks. I think it's <gasps> I think it's because he knew whoever he told would be owned by the hand as much as he was and mm-hmm. would be in more danger of the hand. So he chose Ward because after all it's just Ward. <laughs> I think the only person who really cares for Ward is Joy. She cares a little too much, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tie straightening scene, though. There was uh, some uh, chemistry there. Speaking yeah, about Game of Thrones, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit Game of Thrones. Uh, still, Joy is in danger without being informed to. Harold removed himself from her life, but still left her in danger. Makes decisions about her life without her consent. It's pretty gross and sad. Mm-hmm. The symbol on the drugs from Derek from daredevil season one is the center of the iron fist tattoo how did i never know this Ooh. <laughs> and by the way it's a brand i have to say it's a brand because our listener rebecca will kick my ass if i don't correct that it. it's a brand it's a brand it's not a russell brand it's a danny brand <laughs> it's a grand grand brand <laughs> <laughs> you get it from eating a lot of bran all right. Uh, <laughs> a lot of canned bran. <laughs> <laughs> We're rhyming. Um, so the, <laughs> Nutty's email fish is saying, so it's getting better, but I'm still MST3King it like crazy, especially the fight scenes, but I'm not going to detail that in every feedback. Agreed, Nutty. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Nutty. And just as we're reading her feedback, she's tagged me in a post on Facebook. <laughs> Or did she brand you? Oh. oh I'm going to tell her we're reading her feedback right at the moment. <laughs> Maybe she has branded me. Uh, on on my heart. Oh. Uh, <laughs> She's branded okay. us all. <laughs> so now it is time to rate this episode. Um, Robin. Go. I know you have not enjoyed this series so far. (laughs) Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know. Uh, I I don't want to complain anymore. I I enjoy, let's see, what did I enjoy? I really enjoyed the elevator fights. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, So... (laughs) I don't know. What about the the, the cute little little gift wrapping of the heroine at the end? Yeah. It was adorable. I was like, oh, a reveal of something we've seen before. Uh, um, I guess the chair scene was funny and the Jerry scenes were great and yeah I'm just not getting this series not understanding most of it and I'm just kind of along for the Marvel ride because obviously I gotta watch it it's a comic book thing so um, anyway. you have no choice right? <laughs> you're gonna be very busy soon when all these other new series come out <laughs> yeah I'm not even watching all the comic books. I'm not even watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm watching that a half season at a time. Uh, so I caught up to this half season and now I'm going to... Which makes sense, though, because they kind of split them up into half Yeah, seasons. they do a gap, yeah. don't they? It's yeah, one storyline yeah. at a time. If it was if yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was more linked in with the, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would probably watch it more. But I kind of get the links from just kind of following basic comic book news, you know? Yeah. So, I'm just, I'm enjoying Agents of Shield, but anyway. I've heard this last half of the season is supposed to be pretty awesome. It's pretty. It good. sounds like interesting. <laughs> I mean, without spoilers, what's going on at the moment? I'm kind of aware of like yeah the storyline. It sounds quite cool, so I'll probably watch it at some point. You will not. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
we'll have to marathon it when I come to Florida next time, Tammy. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I just, I'm just really hoping for the defenders that they have their A team because they've honestly let the B team run these last two series. In my opinion, in my opinion. Um, so I'm really hoping they. Well, okay, this- I have a question though. Do yeah. like a lot of people think that the, as in I've seen in reviews, that the the kind of B characters, the supporting characters, are the more interesting characters in the in the shows. Like, what do you think of what do you think of that in terms of like, say, the supporting characters in like like Luke Cage and and Iron Fist and Daredevil and Jessica Jones and all that as comparison to like the protagonist. I can't, I, I don't think I agree with that. I definitely was more interested in what Daredevil and Jessica Jones and Luke Cage were thinking than most of the people around them. Right. I mean, was there, was there a standout I, secondary character in any of those that I def I, I don't think I, interested? I definitely found Misty more interesting than Luke in the Luke Cage series. Mm. Even though I found Luke interesting, but he's so, I don't know, like, I never, f- I, I, di- I didn't feel that interested about what was going on under the surface with him, maybe, because I'm shallow, <laughs> and I was just like, ooh, he's sexy. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know, I just, I, I don't know, because we got so many flashbacks with him of, of stuff happening, I just feel like we kind of knew everything with him, and he sort of wore his heart on his sleeve a bit, you know? But the thing is, like when he, any of those three characters are on the screen, it's much more interesting than other scenes that have the secondary characters in it. To me, I just I'm here to see these characters. The other characters I'm enjoying, but they're secondary. But mm-hmm. I, I was talking about B team as opposed to like the production and the writing, the writing <laughs> of of uh, the defenders. I'm really hoping that uh, they have the guys behind Daredevil, right? Oh, it's the showrunners um, behind yeah. Daredevil season two. Yeah. So. And the I know that the finale is directed by Farron Blackburn, who um, directed um, two of my favorite episodes of Daredevil season one. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, so I don't know about the rest of the episodes, but I've, I've heard that they, I think they got sort of their the best of the best, you know, of the ones they'd worked with before in terms of director and writers to work on Defenders. Right. I'm just hoping it's done really well. It's something they've been building up to for so long now that it's it's just, I don't know, it's like the feeling that you had before the Avengers came out, you know? Like, ooh, they bet this, hmm. <laughs> they better not mess this up. And I'm, 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 awesome. I'm doing it with like, like as I, and I think we spoke about this last week as well, how I anticipate everything coming out and that I keep my, my, um, anticipation of it, like pretty tempered, you know, like I don't get overly excited because then it's, I think like with the Daredevil series, I was so excited for it, but you know, you don't want it to disappoint. If you have really high hopes for something, it can, you know, it's never going to live up to it. I think we're seeing a lot of that. At the moment, in the tw- like the Twin Peaks um, fandom with the Twin Peaks series coming out. Yeah. Oof. Oh. Hoping anyway, I interrupted you with your uh, with your score. Oh, uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I guess it. I, I'd give it a five, but that elevator scene was pretty darn good, so I will give it a six out of ten. Would rather be watching Daredevil, Jessica Jones. <laughs> Uh, six, cool. Uh, Tammy Tam Tam. 
Um, I liked this episode a lot, actually. I liked it a lot better than the other three episodes I've watched. So I don't know if maybe I'm grading it on a curve. Um, but I thought this episode was a <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, I guess it's okay. Oh, look, there's a fight. Awesome. <laughs> um, but but I did. I I love I love that elevator fight scene. I was, you know, I, I watched the episode along while we record, so I kind of know where we're at. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I just kept rewinding it while we were talking. <laughs> it's such a good scene. Uh, I also like uh, how manipulative uh, Daddy Meacham is. And when he tells um, Danny that, like, you're home now, and he hugs him. And it was the very first time, and possibly the last, I don't know, um, the very first time I actually felt bad for Danny. Like, mm-hmm. I have not felt bad for him at all, and I mm-hmm. think we're supposed to. And I, I just I don't care about him. But mm-hmm. when he hugged uh, Harold, and you could just see it in his face, and like in the way his body kind of like relaxed into the hug. Um, first of all, he was just excited to be hugging somebody finally, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, you know, and he just. He believes it 110%. And it's the only thing he's been waiting for. And so then I finally, like, kind of felt for him for the first time. I will be Um, your father figure. (laughs) It's pretty much. Um, And I'm I'm with you, Claire. I don't like Ward, but I think he's very entertaining. And him manipulating that uh, journalist, when he does the whole thing, like... Well, I'm not supposed to be telling you this. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. And she falls for it. I couldn't believe she fell for it. It's great. See, I thought it was I thought he was honestly just drunk, so oh. I fell for it as well. So I am also a dum dum. <laughs> Maybe you could also be a journalist with the the cover uh, story. So there you go. <laughs> I'm so, gonna get a job with Ellison and Karen. Yeah. And Joy punched somebody. I mean, I know that's part of the elevator scene, but still. I'm like looking at the highlights I have on this episode. <laughs> um and yeah, I don't I don't understand why Colleen is fighting. I assume at some point we'll find out. Uh but I don't know. I, I I'm okay with her fighting because I think she's fun to watch. <laughs> so oh, I'm yeah, I don't totally. care why she's doing it. I'm just glad that she is doing it at all. Uh, so let's see. I've been giving the other episodes, I think, sevens or along those lines. So I'll mm-hmm. give this one, like, or maybe I gave them a seven and a half. I don't know. I'll give this one an eight. I really like this episode. An eight out of ten. Um, Iron Fist Daredevil wannabes. <laughs> uh, you're talking about me, yeah? Oh, yeah. You're you're both <laughs> an Iron Fist and a Daredevil wannabe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're both things rolled up in one. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I kind of agree, like, I'm, I'm probably gonna, like, grading the episodes in this series as well, I'm gonna give this one higher than I have before, so I'm gonna give it an 8 as well, I think, because there are a lot of bits I really enjoyed in this episode, I love seeing Colleen in her white, um, suit fighting, a light, just because I love the character, I just wish she had red hair, oh, I wish she had red hair, um, but... I I also love the elevator fight scene. I thought that was great. And there was just so many moments in this episode that actually made me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know whether intentional or not. Even, like, there was so many bits. Even if it's just Danny's, like, little wave at joy really made me laugh. Um, 
Yeah, so I liked all that. Any episode that has Madame Gowan, I think, has to get an extra point because I love her so much. And you don't even see her. And she's so freaking awesome. I love her so much. And Ward is really entertaining to watch. Just his reactions, like, yeah, he's a highlight. Um, we got a bit of Jerry as well, so that was good. Uh, so I'm going to give it an eight. Um, eight, ooh, collections of stickers under the desk. <laughs> out 10 do you find so, you like it more on the rewatch because I, I almost think like if i rewatched this up this this show i'd probably be a little bit more easier on it i, w- I wouldn't be looking for so much and just just knowing um, what i'm getting i guess kind of i mean there's i know that there's stuff coming up though that i really did not enjoy oh so God. it's it's kind of <laughs> But that's that's me personally, you know, that's, you know, just bits it might not, you know, bother you guys. But there's stuff that I was a bit like, Ugh. I think, and this isn't really a spoiler, I think out of all the shows, this one suffers the most from having, this. I'm guessing, the same budget as the other series, where I think this one needed a much bigger budget. Um, and this show kind of feels a little bit shackled by the budget, um, which is a shame. Um, I also think this show suffers from the fact that it's the fourth of, you know, mm-hmm. the Defenders to come out. And so a lot of the things that we're doing in a way we've already seen before. Yeah, so exactly. it's not, they're yeah. not going to, I don't think they're going to be able to really surprise us as an audience. Mm-hmm. And yet they have to tell this story because at the end of it, we're going to watch a series with all four of them. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I think it definitely suffers from that as well i mean because like if we hadn't seen the act the daredevil hallway scene in season one Mm -hmm. i think the hallway scene including the elevator scene would have been mind-blowing it would have been amazing whereas we've seen better in like that show luke cage going in with you know guns Mm -hmm. ablazing with the wu-tang clan playing in his ear yeah yeah. it's like you know we've seen these things already that it's just like all oh, those were so great. And then we have this, which, again, if we hadn't seen the other stuff, this would have been great. <laughs> now, that very first episode probably still would not have been great. But <laughs> some of the other I, stuff I do been think great, as well, like, you know? yeah, I think you're right, Simon. I think, like, um, some of the sort of negative, I mean, I kind of watch it in terms of what I feel about the show, but then I'm also watching it kind of trying to understand um, criticism of it that critics yeah. have given, you know. Um, but I mean, any any you know any views I have on the the quality of the show, are, you know, totally mine. We're not here to like professionally critique this show. It's how much we enjoy it. But um, I I kind of think as well that some of the backlash to it. I think there's a lot of reasons to it. But part of it as well is a little bit of fatigue because it's it's it is the fourth one, like you said. And part of it is oh, we've got the defenders so soon. You know, and yeah. so it's kind of like we just need to get through this one, you know. So I try and watch it without that in mind, but that is quite hard. And it is quite, it is hard as well because Daredevil was the first series. It was brand new. It was something fresh. And, you know, that is also my favorite character. I mean, there's no getting around it. That's my favorite character. Um, I almost feel like, you know, when they are planning this out, they're like, okay, so we're going to start with Daredevil. And they break down Daredevil characters. Like, yes, and we're going to do Jessica Jones. And uh, we, we're going we're to make a Defenders team out of these guys. So uh, let's see, who else? Uh, well, uh, you know, Luke Cage is big in that that, that area. And, uh, you know, the Chapsaki guy, too. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll throw him in at the end, and then we'll make a Defenders team out of all four of them. It'll be awesome. 
but I don't think they were. Really... I think it probably went the other way. To be honest, I think it probably went like Daredevil, obviously. But then, I think the biggest one after that is Luke Cage. And then if you're going to have Luke Cage, like Jessica Jones and Iron Fist, are so integral to that character. Or you have Iron Fist, and then you have Luke Cage, and then you have to have Jessica Jones. Right. So, I don't think it's like Luke Cage. Uh, Danny Rand's like the the character they kind of put on at the end. I think he that is the fourth show because it is the most mystical side of marvel you know it's like they didn't have a uh, a doctor strange movie as the first marvel movie because you need to kind of ease it in a bit you know like you wouldn't have guardians of the galaxy as the first marvel movie in the in the mcu you have the more grounded ones like iron fist although you did have thor as well obviously but you know you save that for later you sort of have to in- introduce this kind of mystical side of marvel a little bit at a time i think so i think maybe that's why they did it i just i I, I think there was a lot of things going against the show and I try not to hold them right. uh, too much against it. I think the show is, is better than the critics said, definitely. I don't see all the, I don't understand like the total hatred. Well, you guys have it, discussed but, um, it a lot on the show about the whitewashing. You've already t- discussed all that stuff, so yeah. we don't need to get into it. But I think that was a lot of, a huge part of it. Like there was a lot of bad press about that part of it. And like, Oh why, yeah, I think so. And then this? it's, yeah. And then it becomes trendy to not like something. So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. um, but I, there are definitely some big problems in the show, um, which we'll, we'll get to later, but I, I don't know if I'm enjoying it more or less on the rewatch. I think maybe I like, like the first time we watched it, we were really like drawn into the mystery of what was going on, particularly in later episodes, like speaking about myself and Rebecca. So it'd be interesting to see if I enjoy those episodes as much. Um, but I, I just watch the rest of... of these in a day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paying. I'm paying more attention to what's going on in the show. Obviously, yeah. on the rewatch, the first time we were just kind of going through it like bam, 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 bam. Whereas now, when I'm making my notes, I get to pause the episodes and everything, and right. make my notes and kind of think about it a bit more. So I probably am. Um, but then the other thing is, if there's stuff that annoys me, like in Luke Cage, all the Claire and Luke stuff like really bugged me and then I have to sit and watch it again and I know it's coming and it's like oh we're gonna yeah. get to that you know so it's and it should have bugged you because it was terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't like it well, so that gives that this was... episode oh sorry it gives it an, uh, an average of 7.3 which is cool I think that might be our highest rated one so far whoa wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow I'm shocked yeah, <laughs> I was about to take us on another tangent, so I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> please keep going. Finish. I need up. to go to bed. At yes, some point. please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, Robin, thank you for joining us again. Thank you, guys. It's good to uh, talk to you again. Where can like people find you now that you are back from your little cookie jar of ninja <laughs> blood magic? Yeah. Well, after I cleaned all the blood off me, uh, no. Um, yeah, I do a couple of podcasts that I um, uh, right now, and it's. Uh, I mean, we all know about the I Zombie one, um, I Zombie podcast with Robin and Steph at iZombiePodcast dot com. Talk about the awesome TV series I Zombie. I hope you guys are watching. If not, I highly suggest it. Um, and then uh, I do a kind of like a side podcast right after we're done podcasting uh, about that. Steph and I do another podcast called We Don't Want to Wait, which was originally just a podcast that Steph made me do. So she had somebody to watch Dawson's Creek with her. Um, and now it's just any teen drama. So we're finishing <laughs> up the Ryan Murphy show popular and uh, we're, we're binging uh, my so-called life next. 
which I've never seen before. Nice. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> You're in for something, Robin. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I had no oh, idea. Yeah. Jared Leto before he was Jared Leto. That's or maybe when he was prime Jared Leto. I have no idea. Uh, I d- I didn't really watch it. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Hmm. Is there more drums? Is there drums? Because popular is just ridiculous. Oh, I want no, more drums. But it does have like baby Chris Gorham in it. Right, and he's one of the best. But every every character is irritating as hell because it's written by Ryan Murphy. So I yes. thought Popular was super fun, but again, I have it's watched fun. It yeah, since yeah, it was on. <laughs> so, no, it is. But, it's uh, a fun show. I loved it when it was yeah, on. And I, and I don't on a rewatch since. I yeah, you know, whatever. But it, it gets um, too much into like the problems I had with Glee in that it gets yeah. very preachy yeah. sometimes, and I hated every character. Um, but yeah, I would say my so-called life is like the Daria compared to like nice. <laughs> uh, you know, popular. It's it's gonna be like teen angst, but in that most dramatic way. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. <laughs> well, that you're gonna get it in <laughs> spades. It's, you're, you're definitely gonna get it. I love it because we get very much into these teen dramas and talk about them and I get like upset about how people are acting and then I have to remind myself like we're watching a bunch of teenagers talk to each other like they're not adults. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Tammy, you are yeah. our, our one little co-host here. Um, where can we find you when you're not on this oh. podcast? Do you uh. do anything else that I might be familiar with? You might be familiar with a, a little podcast called Calavici Fashion Cast. Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, of it. Yeah, I sometimes have you on every once in a while when you're not, like, <laughs> away visiting Harry Potter stuff or stuff the like theater. that. Or the theater. Or the theater, where you couldn't come on with us to discuss the theater. <laughs> I know. Well, it was a theatrical episode. I mean, I timed this very well. Like, you know, the week we have a theatrical episode of Quantum Leap, I go to the theater. The week where it's Easter... <laughs> I choose the episode where Harold Meacham rose from the dead. <laughs> like, Jesus. Are you talking about the main <laughs> episode? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes. So good. So good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we talk a lot about fashions. I mean, sure, we talk about the episodes a little bit. But really, we just we talk about the fashions. Yes. More than I ever thought we would. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the most important thing in it. It's in the title, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I forgot to mention. If I I, I might be killed if I don't forget. Keep forgetting to mention. I can't even talk at this point. Uh, Redemption Cast. I've been doing an Angel Podcast forever. We're just starting season four, and we're about to do the episodes now, two at a time. So we'll get the show done in the next two years rather than the next five. So that's Redemption Cast. Oh, season nice. four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I hear a special friend of mine has went to, wanted to sign up for some episodes. And I'm like, why? Because now I have to watch those episodes with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's going to watch the finale and not watch any anything. Like, she is cheating. <laughs> if I, no, if you... she, she doesn't watch any of, any of it. And I, I just have to to her what has happened you without, should tell her like, like no i'm not gonna tell you because i'm trying not to spoil her not yeah. because she cares but no. because i don't want her to go on and spoil kim and Illyrio. <laughs> that's true <laughs> so i'm trying to not spoil kim and Illyrio 
through Gabby. <laughs> so. Imagine getting some, like, just watching the uh, end of season four and not going through all of what season four puts you through. <laughs> just, yeah. That's why I say she. That's actually the, that's actually the smartest way to do it. <laughs> There's a lot of good stuff in season four I'm looking there, for. There is. There's yeah. a couple of good episodes. It's really only like a handful, really, that I just abhor so much that it ruined the entire season Ooh, for me. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's kind of how I feel. But, it, but there is Wesley, who is one of my Super favorite Buffyverse <laughs> char- characters. And yeah. he totally does a sweet jump with two guns in this season. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Uh, what's next week? Oh, so next week's episode is called Underleaf Pluck Lotus. It sounds quite kind of saucy. Yeah, someone's yeah, got laid. Yeah, I think too. So all the saucy stuff is going to go on, apparently. That's what's yeah. going to happen. Someone's going to uh, reach under somebody's skirt. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very dirty. Well, Joy wears trousers, so oh. I don't know who will be wearing a skirt. I don't think we've seen many skirts so yeah. far. Yeah. This Megan maybe Danny, you, maybe Danny you... will wear the robe to work, to work, oh. and someone will reach under his robe and get his lotus. Exactly, they're going <laughs> to pluck his lotus. <laughs> uh, Robin, do you want to take us out with an Excelsior? Oh, absolutely, Excelsior! Yay! Bye, guys. Until next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. You can comment and send feedback to us by emailing defenderspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash defenderspodcast or on Twitter at defenderspod. Defenders Podcast is created under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 Unported International License. That means you can share it, you can send it to your friends, you just can't make any money off of it. You can't change it, and you have to link back to us and our site. Excelsior!